but that's the whole point is that nobody can decide like if you're saying well that's stupid okay well then do it your way where we are stupid but welcome to learn with us brought to you by 303 and you we are a team of four non-financial advisors who are exploring a revolutionary new financial approach that goes beyond money to prioritize your emotional mental and spiritual well-being through weekly meetings and engaging podcasts we strive to help you improve all aspects of your well-being as well as ours. Come join us on this journey of growth and self-improvement because at 303 and you, we believe true wealth extends beyond dollars and cents. Happy learning. Hello everyone and welcome back to Learn With Us brought to you by 303 and you. We're going over the compound effect by Darren Hardy. We're on chapter three, habits. How's everybody doing today? Oh, I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Last week we went over the power of choices and how they affect our life to either good or bad. But to even break it down more as why we pick those choices, we're going over habits now this week. So Juan, I have a quick question for you. What are some of your bad habits you still struggle with today, even though you've been on the journey now two years or so? Wait, journey? Well, the financial journey or just since you've realized... That we all have habits. Okay, that was five years ago. Oh, wow. So you've been yeah, in the game started, a while. That's when I read the first book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was the very first book. Then after that, it was, or it might have been, no, yeah, it was that one. Then The Witches in <laughs> Babylon, The Millionaire Mind. I haven't read that we, one yet. We, we got to go over that one. That's a study of millionaire oh, people. Okay. Something that I struggle with is, yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm you know, like immediately as I think about this, my mind is already rationalizing it. I struggle, yeah, trying like saying, to. no, bro, this is not a problem. Like this is, you, you know, there's reasons. You're a night owl. You're a night owl. It's going to bed at a reasonable time. Uh, it's a long, I, for I, sure. I, I, it's and it's so fundamental to what you are as a as a mind and as a f- body, spirit. If you're spiritual. It's like it's, it's who you are is dictated by your sleep. Do you have something that is keeping you up or is it just you get distracted by like are you you just don't care enough to go to bed? Well, so I've been going it's I've been I've gone through stages I would have to say because at <laughs> some point um oh by the way this has been always the case I've, I've always I as far as I as far back as I can remember I have memories of me be, doing things at night when everybody else is asleep and they're not and they're productive things that as an as an eight-year-old yeah like as a nine-year-old or or ten-year-old i remember that i wanted a nintendo 64 or 11 or something like that so with my brother we started creating posters because i enjoyed to draw so i would draw soccer team logos and stuff and then we would sell them for pennies and that's you know we, I, that's what i would do <laughs> that's awesome or i would study always been a hustler yeah, this is true <laughs> i got it from my grandpa and and then at that time i didn't think about it then high school same thing i didn't think about it my dad would he didn't like it he he uh, he might attribute my so I didn't think about that. And then after that, I started, you start you start hearing things, people saying the science, the science, going to bed early and why you want to be early, uh, go to bed early so that you can wake up early and then be ahead of people who are not going to bed early. But then people tell you about the night owls and how if you're a night owl and you're productive at nighttime, then just go to sleep late. But 
I don't know. At this point in my life, I would like to play the game that society has set up. I would, well, no, no, no. That didn't come out right. It's not that I want to play it. <laughs> it's that I'd rather play then keep fighting it. Then keep fighting it. Yes. It's, it's, it's just society is just too huge, bro. It's too huge. <laughs> so what do you think you could do to help defeat that habit that you've picked up to where you need to be doing all your homework at night the, um, well so i've been working on my solution my solution is to but to budgetize my time oh and you could do that by writing it down i definitely have some bad habits that i need to work on this book was pointing them right out to me still but what are habits what's here there's a quote in the beginning. It says, Aristotle, we are what we repeatedly do. And the Webster Dictionary defines a habit as an acquired mode of behavior that has become nearly or completely involuntary. So even from like brushing your teeth as a habit or the way you comb your hair. It says, <clears throat> if you've been living on autopilot and allowing your habits to run you, I want you to understand why. And I want you to let yourself off the hook. After all, you're in good company. 95% of everything we feel, think, do, and achieve is a result of a learned habit. He goes on to say that it would literally drive you insane if you had to think about every action you choose. Like, really opened my eyes because I don't think about, like, the way I drive now. I remember as a kid, it was, like, everything. I couldn't even focus. And now I can, like, do my taxes while I drive. It doesn't even bother me. Our habits and routines allow us to use minimal conscious energy for everyday tasks. And because we don't have to think about the mundane, we can focus our mental energy on more creative and enriching thoughts. Habits can be very helpful as long as they're good habits. No, that's what was really blowing my mind was, but you think habits almost sounds, to me at least, it sounded like a dirty word, you know, like it was, you have a bad habit, but habits can be good things too. Like I... Going for a run every day, that's a great habit to have. Or brushing your teeth. <laughs> There's little things that you I think they would be negative, but they're actually, it's a good word. I like how he says, with enough practice and repetition, any behavior, good or bad, becomes automatic over time. That means that even though we developed most of our habits unconsciously by modeling our parents or responding to environmental or cultural associations or creating coping mechanisms, we can consciously decide to change them. It stands to reason that since you learned every habit you have, you can also unlearn the ones that aren't serving you well. That's where the story in the beginning comes that we kind of skipped because we weren't big fans of it, but he talks about that you uproot trees. And if you think about, like, if you just started smoking yesterday, saying to stop smoking would be nothing, so you just throw it right away. Compared to the person who's been smoking for 30 years, because they watched their dad do it, you can never, and not never, but that tree, you're going to have to cut it down and really rip out those roots instead of just being able to just pull it right up with ease. He says the older they are, the bigger they get, the deeper the roots grow, and the harder they are to uproot. Some get so big with roots so deep, you might hesitate to even try. But all of them can't be uprooted. There is no habit that you are stuck with. That's just an excuse to say, oh, well, I've been doing it forever. He goes on to talk about the instant gratification, which we've talked about plenty of times on here by now, but for our new followers, can't get in the trap of, I expect to work out tomorrow, and if I don't lose 30 pounds, I'm over it, because it's never going to happen. 
But if you can get used to the idea of I'm going to work out and I don't care what the benefit is, I'm going to work out for me. And then in a year or two, you will see the 30 pounds gone easily. He says uprooting bad habits that have grown into mighty oaks is going to be extremely difficult. To see the process through will require something greater than even the most relentless determination. Willpower alone won't cut it. What do you mean by willpower alone? I don't know. That's what it, that's how <laughs> that's how that ends. Is willpower alone won't won't cut it? And then the next part it says, "Oh, because of you need your why power." Yeah, because you so need your why will, power. So it's saying that just saying I want to lose the weight isn't enough. But why do you want to lose the weight? That is the most important part. Or it helps. It's like a fire. You need three ingredients. What's going to stop you from falling back into your mindless bad habits? What's going to be different this time versus the times you've tried and failed before? As soon as you get the slightest bit uncomfortable, you're going to be tempted to slide back into your old comfortable routine. You've tried willpower before and it's failed you. You've set resolutions and you've let them go. So what is your why? You have to have a reason if you want to make a significant improvement to your life. And to make you want to make necessary changes your why must be something that is fantastically motivating to you you've got to want to get up and go 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 for years so what is it that motivates you the most identifying your why is critical with that we uh talk about why everything is possible i really like that story it made a lot of sense he's like would you walk across a board for 20 bucks you'd say no problem what if i put it on a skyscraper would you cross would you walk across that board for 20 bucks Ah, well, that's quite a problem. Well, what if I said your kids are in the building on the other side and it's on fire? Would you walk across that board and you say, I don't even care about the 20 bucks? Which is very extreme, but it gets the point across that in a circumstance is everything. The why you're walking across. $20 isn't worth walking across the board, but your children are worth walking across that board without a second thought. Yeah, because when the reason is big enough, you would be willing to perform almost anything. So if you're like, oh, I just want to start losing weight so I look good in the summer, you're probably not going to care enough because that's not enough. But if you say, I need to lose this weight because I'm going to have a heart attack by the age 70, that's going to be a motivation that's going to keep you at the gym every day. To relate it a little would be that, you know, to say I'm going to start investing and you don't see any changes, well, you're not going to invest for the money. You're going to start investing for your kid's future. So you don't even worry about what you make off it you're worried about what your kids are going to do or yeah because he says that uh like materialistic whys not that those are bad but that's not really the type of motivation that you're looking for because you you want something that's going to motivate you from like your heart and your soul to really make you your performance as good as it can be he says it's not it's not enough to choose to be successful you have to dig deeper than that to find your core motivation to activate your superpower, which is your why power. No, that's cool. To go with what I was saying is, you know, to say, oh, I'm just going to start saving money. It would be cool. And then you might see the money saved up. But if you have a real reason where I'm going to start saving this money for my private cabin in the woods. And every day you, you have a deeper motivation to get there. Other than, yeah, like she was saying, the materialistic money says to access your why power you need to dig into your core values core motivation which define both who you are and what you stand for no that was really big i feel like a lot of people don't even realize when you start not doing your core values it ruins everything else has ripple effect as he says 
to things that you wouldn't even think of, like all from even working at a job. So you were a lawyer and you didn't like that company, but you're doing it for the money that will start affecting you in ways you don't even know. So if you haven't already clearly defined your values, you're going to find conflict when it comes to making choices and making decisions. Defining your core values also helps make life simpler and more efficient. Decision making is also easier when you are certain of your core values. When faced with a choice, you can just ask yourself, does this align with my values? If it does, do it. If not, don't and don't look back. All fretting and indecisions are eliminated feel like I should do that because I worry about everything. Oh, he put it in a good way. He was said that there's two worlds. There's your world and then there's the other world and you need to focus on your world. That's the one that you can affect. That's the one you can change. If you're sitting there worried about like other countries or government, even local, it's just it's too much for you and you know there's nothing you can do. So focus on the ones you can change. And then it says you need to find your fight which I like because it says that people are motivated by love and also hate, and hate can, can be a good thing. It talks about some of the greatest revolutions came about as a result of fighting an enemy. David had Goliath, America had the British, Luke had Darth Vader, Rocky <laughs> had Apollo Creed. No, but without that person to help motivate you, in a way, you know, you think hate, but... An like, enemy. It gave Rocky the ability to run up that extra mile because he needed to beat him like you you need that push is a good word <laughs> oh i like the story about anthony hopkins too i don't remember that one uh he was um he had a really hard time in school he was just with dyslexia and all kinds of stuff but it, it was long story short he harnessed his anger and it propelled him to fight to achieve success outside of school or athletics so he found out that he had some talent in acting. So he used his anger towards the belittling labels he'd been given to fuel his commitment to the craft of acting. And now he is like one of the greatest actors alive. But it says that he was shackled with the label problem child. And uh, he admitted to being a horrible student. So it's just, I don't know, it's, it was a cool story. It goes on in the book to say how goal setting actually works and how you can actually achieve your goals. I like how he points out that we are bombarded with billions of sensory bites of information each day, and to keep ourselves from going insane, we ignore 99.9% .9 of them. Oh, then he goes on to talk about the when you go to buy your new car, and that's happened to me a lot of times. You're like, oh, why does everybody have that car now? And it's not that. It's just your first time you ever cared. Yeah, before you just weren't paying attention, and now you're noticing. Exactly. So he says you need to actually define your goals Write them down, pick what's important, so you can actually focus on, on what you need to do and how to get there. Wasn't there this thing where it was like goals without being written down are just dreams and everybody has dreams? Something along that line. But it really stuck out to me because I feel like people say a lot all the time. It says unsuccessful people carry their goals around in their head like marbles rattling around in a can. And we say a goal that is not in writing is merely a fantasy. And everybody has fantasies, but those fantasies are like bullets with no powder in the cartridge. <laughs> they don't do you a lot of good, that's for sure. People go through life shooting blanks without written goals, and that's the starting point. So take some time today to make a list of your most important goals, not just for business or finance, but for your whole life. Yeah, I feel like the best way would be to start big, like what's your end goal, and then just work backwards. What What's... Business, priority 
finances, health and well-being, spirituality, family and relationships, and lifestyle. Once you have your goal, now what do I need to do to get it? It's not a bad question, but it's not the first question. The first question is, who do I need to become? And this one, I really like that. That was amazing. He talks about how he wants his dream girl. Yeah, he desired the perfect woman. He made a long list of the tra- of the traits that he wanted and needed in his mate. I just feel like there's so many people out there like, I need this beautiful wife who's so caring, but I'm going to be really mean and like but then, she's not going to want you. Yeah, so he said, I filled more than 40 pages of a journal front and back describing her in great detail, her personality, character, key attributes, attitudes, and philosophies about life, even what kind of family she'd come from, including her culture and physical makeup, down to the texture of her hair. (laughs) It's a little weird. But then he said, what do I have to do to find and get this girl? Instead, I looked back at a list and considered whether or not I embodied those same attributes myself. What kind of man would a woman like this be looking for? Who do I need to become to be attractive to a woman of this substance. I filled 40 more pages describing all the attributes, qualities, behaviors, attitudes, and characteristics I needed to become myself. And then I went to work on becoming and achieving those qualities. And guess what? It worked. It says, as if she was just peeled off the pages of my journal and appeared right in front of me, my wife is exactly what I described and asked for in almost eerie detail. (laughs) That was my favorite part. It's almost (laughs) got her right down to every detail. Color of her eyes, family. It makes me think of, I've been trying to get this new job, and I'm always like, oh, I'm going to need this, this, and this. But I I didn't know if that was the wrong choice, but it seems like it is. There are certain things you need for a certain lifestyle. You have to fit in or fill the role. If you want to be successful at that job, you need to fit into it. Like, he wanted a perfect wife. Well, he needs to be the perfect man to do it, to get her. Yeah, you get what you give in life, in every sense didn't like the man in the mirror that's a good that's a good one like you have to start with yourself everybody has it everybody knows it and then last part of this is behave yourself this is the doing process or in some cases the stop doing process (laughs) what stands between you and your goal is your behavior do you need to stop doing anything so the compound effect isn't taking you into a downward spiral in other words uh, similarly what do you need to start doing to change your trajectory so that it's headed in the most beneficial direction. So your life comes down to this formula. Choice plus behavior plus habit is compounded equals goal. The compounded is time. Yeah. Choice decision plus behavior action plus habit repeated action plus compounded with time equals your goals. No, it it makes it sound like it's real simple, but when you put it into action, it's a lot. Because you're like, well... I need that cup of coffee because I'm going to be angry at work. Well, why are you getting angry at work? And like a lot of it's a lot of self-reflect. And that's why I feel like people have such a hard time with it. Because there is no answer. You have to come up with it. Then he goes over the game changer. Five strategies for eliminating bad habits. Number one is identifying your triggers. Which it sounds pretty simple. But like I was just saying, it's it's hard to do because you have to admit that there's a problem. Right. He gives a few examples. Like, are you more likely to drink too much when you're with certain people? Is there a particular time of day when you just have to have something sweet? What emotions tend to provoke your worst habits? Stress, anger, nervousness, boredom. When do you experience these emotions? Who are you with? Where are you? Or what are you doing? Take a closer look at your routines. What do you typically say when you wake up? When you're on a coffee or lunch break? When you've gotten home from a long day, 
Again, get out your notebook or use the Bad Habit Killer Worksheet here, which you can also download from the compoundeffect.com slash free and write down your triggers. This simple action alone increases your awareness. Then there's number two, clean house. He means that in your head, in your heart, and your house. <laughs> get it out. So if you're saying, I'm going to lose weight, then you're going to get rid of everything in your house. And he said, even get rid of that old analogy where you want to say, oh, well, it's not fair to my kids that they don't get to eat it. No, don't give your kids the opportunity to start eating those sweets because they'll be in your shoes in the same, you know, when they're your age, they'll be eating that junk food, wishing you didn't have it in the house. Yeah, they're going to be in the same boat as you. That's, um, that's amazing. Help them now. Don't let them develop those bad habits that you did. Break the cycle. <laughs> I said that to my mother earlier. She was like, I don't remember, but I was like, mom, break the cycle. She just laughed at me. So when you're done cleaning house and your cupboards are all empty, you don't just leave them empty and then go, oh man, I'm starving. Now, what are you going to do? You're going to go fill it full of stuff that's healthier, more filling, better for you, hopefully. A good example of how to start is, I love something sweet after a meal. If there is an ice cream in the house, the something sweet turns into a triple scoop banana split with all the fixings. Instead, I replace that bad habit with two Hershey Kisses. I'm still able to satisfy the sweet tooth without having to spend the extra hour on the treadmill just to get back to even. <laughs> and my sister-in-law started a habit of eating crunchy and salty junk food when she watched TV. She'd crunch through a whole bag of tortilla chips with little actual awareness. And then she realized that what she really enjoyed was the crunchy sensation in her mouth. She decided to replace her bad habit with crunching on carrot and celery sticks and raw broccoli. She got the same joyful sensation and her FDA recommended vegetable servings at the same time. No, that's a really cool story, though, because you feel like you have to have that. You're just so used to it. But no, you, you just like the actual idea of chewing. Well, you can chew on anything. It doesn't have to be pure junk. You did it for your smoking. I was going to say, that's like that anxiety breathing necklace I have. If, you, if I get in the mood, you can like inhale in and out through it, and it gets the same effect of vaping, basically. The hormones or whatever get released. Yeah. In, in, endorphins. I endorphins. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not scientists. Number four is ease in. Oh, wait. It's four and five. I forget. It's ease in or jump in. Because some people, like, if you throw out everything in the house, they're going to give it a week and then refill it. So maybe get rid of half of your junk. And But if you're kind of like me, I'm the opposite. You need to throw all that food out of the house immediately. Like, let's do it. He says some people just run and dive into the ocean and get it over with. Well, good for them. That's not me. I like to ease my way in. Probably trauma from my childhood. <laughs> That's what everything is. Yeah. So ease in. So go fast or slow. But that's the whole point is that nobody can decide. Like if you're saying, well, that's stupid. Okay. Well, then do it your way. We're, we are stupid. But come up with a way that works for you. Because we can't help you. Only you can. I like how he says, sometimes waiting in just won't do. Sometimes you really do have to jump in. I want you to ask yourself, where can I start slow and hold myself accountable? And where do I need to take that bigger leap? Where have I been avoiding pain or discomfort when I know deep down that I'll adapt in no time if I just go for it? We've had that problem multiple times, but it does get easier. It's literally, he says three weeks, and I want to say even two. Two and a little more, you you're over everything that oh i need that every morning turns into why did i ever want that absolutely and then he says run a vice check which i like every so often he goes on a vice fast he picks something 
a habit, something you do in moderation. It doesn't contribute to your highest good. And then take yourself on a 30-day trip of abstaining from it just to prove to your... How often do you end up doing self-checks? And what is ways you do it? See if it's the same as the book. Self-checks. This is very often. Oh, very often. I have. Yes, I have picked up. At first, I would... There's a thing that might be worth mentioning. There's a... The only difference between a self-check and uh, a self... How do you call it? Like a self... When you... Like put yourself to push yourself to the ground and then just and then don't say good things by yourself and self defeat. Okay, so when you do a self check, <laughs> it could be depending on depending on your mindset, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. Oh, this book is very like all about that. Yeah. Is that don't look at like, oh well, I eat four hundred pounds, I'm gonna get huge. It's okay. Well, I have this, but. Now I know I can easily fix this. Don't you know, look at what... And it says don't look at what you're losing cool. either. Like if you're like, oh, I got to stop eating cookies. I really like the sweetness. But be like, man, it's going to be so great that I'm going to be losing all that weight. Like don't say I'm going to lose, but I'm going to gain the healthiness. Right. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's... Um, I've heard that one in um, for people who are addicts. When they go, don't don't think of what you're giving up. Think of what you're getting back. Getting, yeah. Getting from being sober. No, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, so. that that one's deep. That one's absolutely. So, what's your method? Mine, I write things down all the time. I love to carry a, a journal. I I can talk about my journal if you want. But. I love proving to myself that I'm still in charge. If you find it seriously difficult to abstain for those thirty days, you may have found a habit worth cutting out of your life. That. That's like our... No, that makes me think of the 21-day challenge that we started doing on our last book. If you didn't join us then, I recommend you do one. You take something you need every day of your life, at least that's what you tell yourself, and you replace it with another habit for 31 days, or (laughs) 21 days, and then you check in and you're like, do I need that back, or was this replacement good enough? And if it is good enough or even better sometimes, you stick with that and you do it to the next one. And you keep going until all your... And it'll probably never be done because you're always going to find another vice. Six techniques for installing good habits. Number one is set yourself up to succeed. So if you're a night owl but the gym closes at 6 p.m., that's not going to work for you. Oh, no, I really did like that one because it's... Yeah, I bought a gym membership, but it's, I could only get to it like on Tuesdays. Well, that's a horrible purchase. <laughs> and then number two is think addition, not subtraction. Which that one was, I really liked too, was it showed me that all these things you're like, oh man, I can't give this up because it makes this, I'm going to miss this. But no, it's like, when I give this up, I'm going to get this and this and that. Oh, what about yeah. that? Yeah, it's what you put in instead of what you're taking out. He used TV for giving up three hours of TV, and now a guy used it for taking photos with his family. He has more family time. He's learned a new skill. Kind of makes me think of us on the podcast. It was just a fun way to learn some new things. Number three is go for a PDA, a public display of accountability. Which that was another reason we did the podcast. It 
we have to now do everything we say or we're just talking. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell Facebook and Twitter. Get the word out there. There's a new sheriff in town and you're in charge. He had that example where he tells on it was his wife for quit smoking? No, or? it's a co-worker. Oh, it's a co-worker? And he tells everybody what a good job she's doing for quitting? Yeah, he helped a co-worker quit smoking by telling everybody at the company and holding her accountable. He got her a wall calendar and put an X every day that she made it. So then, like, she didn't want to quit quitting either because she was trying to see how long she could make it for and so she just quit number four is find a success buddy find a success buddy that's where we come in we'll help you grow we're here for you number five is competition and it's saying that you need to have healthy competition not like you're trying to defeat somebody it's I'm going to beat you. No, I'm going to beat you. It says what kind of friendly competition can you organize with your friends, colleagues, or teammates? They did a walk at work, and that was really amazing. Everybody was walking double or triple even what they would normally do. But then when the competition was over, they all stopped instantly. It was the motivation of that competition. And number six is celebrate. All work and no play made Jack a dull boy. (laughs) (laughs) What? I've heard that so many times. There should be time to celebrate and enjoy the fruits of your victories along the way. Just don't be so hard on yourself. And the closing part. Well, I like this. Change is hard, yippee. Which it's motivation instead of being like, oh, change is hard. That sucks. It's to go with the mindset of change is hard. Good. Bring it on. That's going to be fun. I can't wait. You know, like a hard puzzle or a hard project you've been working on. This is nice. This is going to be hard. I hope so. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge. think he knows a thing or two. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last part of this whole section is be patient. When it comes to breaking old habits and starting new ones, remember to be patient with yourself. If you've spent 20, 30, or 40 years or more repeating the behaviors you're now trying to change, you've got to expect it's going to take time and effort before you see lasting results. So say you stopped using your credit card and now you ended up slipping. Don't sit there and cry about it and say, oh, I've ruined everything. No, just, all right, it happens, but you got to move on and not let it happen again and that was the old you coming back to say hello. Yeah, and if you fall off the wagon, brush yourself off. Don't beat yourself up and get back on. No problem. We all stumble. Just go again and try another strategy. With all the disciplined effort you've applied from the fundamentals of the first three chapters, here's where you get rewarded big time. You'll have to come back next week to find out what the reward is. But before we go, this week's call to action is for you to... With your new journal you just picked up, write down your whys. Find your why power. It really is that important because it's going to keep you on track the most. That's all my notes. Do you got anything else? Nope, that's all I got. I think that's going to do it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Hope to see you next week for part four. Hope to see everybody there. Bye. Have a good week. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion and found it both informative and entertaining. Please stay connected with us and continue the conversation on our social media. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You can also catch us on most podcast platforms and catch up on previous episodes. If you have any suggestions or topics you'd like us to explore in the future, we'd love to hear from you, and you can reach out to us via email at 303 and at gmail.com. 
Don't forget to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends and family if you've enjoyed what you've heard. We will be back next week with more engaging topics and insightful conversations. Until then, take care, stay curious, and happy learning. Hello, everyone. That was the end of the podcast. But as you know, we're trying something new called No Juan Asked. It's a little section where Juan's going to go on a spiel about something generally connected to what we're talking about, but it's not necessarily from a book or anything. It's just Juan's thoughts and give it our viewers at home a chance to listen to him since he's busy with other projects right now in his life hope you enjoy i i can talk about my journal if you want man well actually i think for a second you should because the journal is something he brings up constantly in this book and i know you're someone who got me into i mean not that i stuck to it but i not yet i, I do it every once in a while grab it but it's it's yes, in my mind yes, yes. <laughs> it is i want it to be a good habit so I know you're pro I journal. Am, I am a hundred. I I am a. I'm also, dude. Not only I am pro journal. I am a hundred percent pro journal, and I'm also a proselytizer. But that's when you preach. You know, you try to get other people to do. Oh, you yeah, preach people about, about the journal. <laughs> yeah, you got me. No. <laughs> like I said, at least shameless. Don't I am shameless about the journal. I have a beautiful. It's. It's like three by four and a half. It's the it's the memorandum journal that military use. The one with the green. Oh yes, for that nice cover that holds your pencil yes. and everything. Oh, I I, I got an extra leather cover. Yeah, the leather cover is perfect for it, and I got the leather cover because after a while. So, actually, I journaled maybe for three years before I realized that. Tucking the pen on the cover of the journal just ruined the sheets. Oh, yeah, swear it just there. makes it ugly. <laughs> and at the time you don't care, but then when you're going back to it, and some of the what letters, <laughs> you know, it affects some of the letters, and because it, it fades, because there's constant pressure going on. It's exactly. rubbing it right off. What's the point if you're just yep. erasing it? So I mean, it, it's not bad enough that you cannot read it, but it's it. It just, it's part of the experience that, that gets ruined. I, I, and it's not necessary because I can just get a cover like you mentioned and then just tuck the pencil on the, on the leather cover instead of the journal cover. I guess to make it more simple, what, what, what do you journal? You know, just like when I asked how you meditate, let's bring it right to the plainest you can't. Like, what do you, like, not, I don't want yeah, word yeah. for word. <laughs> Are you like, I won, woke up today, I ate four peaches, I'm not going to do like this. The, okay, so there's definitely some of the deer journal today. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm not picking, no, I'm not, that, I don't mean to be. That does happen. It's, so it, it's mostly, it's a little bit of everything, really. But there's definitely a main theme that that just will permeate more than a few pages but and i know there's definitely no like one fits all for this this mm -hmm. is whatever you feel personally or a lot of introspection no there's a lot of introspection a lot of thoughts about about what i'm thinking at the moment about what i'm thinking yeah i love this i i i yeah actually i do love this i have i have a one two three four five six seven eight well, it, well, some of them repeat themselves because they're double important. So, 
you know but i have <laughs> i have like a micro macro list dude damn man there is so much to talk about these are all techniques that i've learned from so many different people like this one the list well not not the list because everybody everybody does lists like a list is it's just the list is it's what it's your relationship with the list that will make the list either be just the list or be the list that makes you you know that puts you the list that costs you to get where you want it to be because we all make lists you gotta think of like a action movie where they're like i'm gonna put you on the list you know that's, that's a real right list. You're, you're, you need you need to make sure that your list tells a real story it can be just fiction because you you will know in the back of your mind you'll know that it's not real your list is not real and and uh, involuntarily you'll just detract from pursuing it because you know in your mind you're not dumb you're not dumb why are you going to chase something that in the back of your mind you know it's not real <laughs> So the list needs to make sense. My list, because of the mind that I have, I learned that it's like the wind. You know, it's not, it just comes <laughs> the way it goes the other way. It fluctuates very, very easily. So I need, I need five, at least five macro activities that I can bound that I can, back and forth. Back and exactly. Forth when I get bored of one, I don't just randomly go do something that oh like today i'm gonna learn how to play the banjo because oh so that's instead smart. i go back to no, another one like, and then when i get bored of this one i and then i'm never not doing something that i'm not supposed to be well even though i am you are because everybody everyone's human but at least yeah you're human you know you're not perfect but at least yeah. you get rid of you know you make it easier i did that and that one comes from the eastern philosophy a hindu psychologist that came up with this well it's not his theory but that's the theory that they use over there personality so that one works for me really works for me and then that made it so that my lists no longer they were no longer lists they were actually meaningful because they represented caged you is almost the best way, way i like, want to put yes, it yeah yeah you know, it sounds bad, but it, mm -hmm. you have to because you're wild. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your thoughts are like you said, the wind. So if you could somehow cage that yeah. to where it's bouncing here, 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 here. Exactly. I'm still bouncing. And you use that to your advantage, too. So that's pretty cool, you know, because I know I struggle from the same thing, but I end up playing the PlayStation, Ooh. you know, <laughs> like, so I see where you could come in and I was like, okay, well now I've gotten tired of this. What's next? Oh, this. Okay. Nice. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Not, oh, instant dumb entertainment or wasteful. Now, now this, fun, now th this works because I have that wind mindset, but there's other people who will have like an earth mindset and these, these, these people, they can just, they can just decide to do something for the whole day and then and like 10 years and they're doing it every day for 10 years and you're like what? i want to say like batman <laughs> they you, can just study that yeah, get like her done. These, are, these are a lot of the people who just say how come how come you cannot just go to the gym every day like i've been doing it for 30 years I'm like, everyone's different yeah. <laughs> so there's that one and then there's the fire the fire are the people who get really passionate about something and then it kind of fades away over time 
So it's kind of like Earth. Ooh, I might have a little like bit a, of that. Like Earth, but not wind. It might be the Airbender <laughs> then. <laughs> so those are the three that they. Oh, there's no water. Your thoughts come in, and then they just crash real hard against the shore <laughs> and become nothing. Let's see what is. No, there's no water. So we just did like the air, and we completely diverted from, digressed from the journal, and went to lists. It's we're, it happens. We're humans. Well, lists are part of it. Once you write it down, it, it becomes real. He truly believes Look, in. This is what I tell people while I'm proselytizing about the journal. Journaling for me was like unlocking a superpower, and I'm not even joking. The the me before journaling compared to the me after journaling is not even a shadow. Like like the level the level oh, of it's, it's literally a superpower. superpower. That's that's how I sell it to people. Something you couldn't humanly even you grasp won't, that you, you were like. That. And it'll it'll take a little bit. Now look, people. Yeah, yeah, and it's not gonna be a year. No, it's not gonna. Oh, be it'll a year have to this. compound. You mean? <laughs> it does not instant. The way that I used to think was very different than what it is now. So, I had to change a lot of my core beliefs. But once I changed those, then I was able to realize, holy cow, you know, journaling really has made a difference. Especially, actually, I can I can tell. When I started rewriting my journals, like when I went back to the to the very first one that I have, which was maybe like six years ago, five years ago, I started rewriting them to into another journal, like a bigger journal, not oh, a wow. not the military one, like I'm like a nice one, and I'm doing nice calligraphy while I'm trying to at least. Oh, nice, you know, bro. Yes, it's, taking your time. Yes, I am. I am making them more. So when you're dead, they'll uh, have the records. None one friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Only one person. Yeah, no, it's, can it's read a superpower. It. Journaling is is I it's a superpower. Okay, okay. Can I say something else about journal? Oh, absolutely. All right. So before you create the habit of journaling, focus create the habit of revisiting your journal or just looking at it or always carrying it. Not even if you don't if you if you're not writing about it, but you should be writing about it. Just don't make it your first step. At least, at least for me, it worked better when I realized that journaling was useless if I didn't go back to it. So, oh no, that like you're saying that makes absolutely <laughs> it would be completely wasted. You know, it's like leaving a trail of crumbs and then never following it. You you're never gonna make it home. <laughs> Dude, I love that analogy. Exactly, exactly. So. So your journal needs to be something that you're going to go back to. What does that mean? If you're making your phone, chances are you you're not going to go back to it. Because a file it's it's one of a hundred at that point. It's worst it's like your thought. A file is literally like your thought. It's just something electric. Electric signals. Your thoughts are electric signals. So there's no difference between your thoughts and the file in your phone. If you want to make it real, it needs to be in a sheet of paper. It needs to be in a clay where you chisel it. It needs to be in stone where you chisel it. You know, it needs to be in the walls of your of your house. You know, like the insane people, right? It down you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're gonna <laughs> accomplish their goal. <laughs> your 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 real friends will get it. Yeah, they won't judge you. <laughs> but you you know, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like it needs to be like that because if you write it. And you don't go back to it, and you never, and you don't revisit it. Then it's, it's that's that's not the point. So make it, make it, make it a habit that you your journal. It's gonna be easily accessible. 
it's going to be you're, you're going to be able to carry it with you all the time because it's going to start to become like an extension of your brain so you you need to carry it with you it needs to be in your backpack bag and, and wherever yeah so that that's the last thing i wanted to say about the journal all right man see you later alligator i already said bye <laughs>